We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages and inspires you. For more information, head to lifepointwithanee.org.au. Good morning, church. Good morning to everyone online. And uh, we're continuing our series on prayer this morning. And uh, I've entitled today, Practical Prayer. I want to really make it very practical and uh, deal with two aspects of prayer this morning. But I want to thank Mel, who led worship this morning for this sermon today, because uh, Mel came into our office on Monday last week and just shared uh, something of her struggle with prayer. And, uh, and she was uh, in the uh, understanding that I have it all down pat and that, uh, you know, I'm a guru in prayer and I don't have any problems and everything's just so cool. And, uh, and Mel was sharing some of her struggles and, I, uh, and uh, I, I had to share with her the truth. I'm no guru. I struggle with prayer. I, I struggle with so many aspects about it and uh, uh, much of prayer remains a mystery to me. And uh, so today I wanna uh, deal with some very practical and simple things about prayer and how guiding you and how you can pray in a practical way and, uh, and hopefully you'll get a handle on that uh, I'm just like you, I'm struggling. And, uh, and I'm seeking to do better. And I, if I can take everyone just a little step further today, that would be a good thing. Is that right? That would be a good thing. Uh, God is great. God is awesome. God is amazing. And yet there's so much mystery about Him. And I think it's to do with the very nature of how big God is and how little I am. Is that right? Uh, we are so small in the scheme of things and uh, it's hard to see things how God sees them, obviously. I always get a giggle when I think of the scene from the movie, Almighty Bruce. Did anyone ever see that movie where Morgan Freeman plays the, plays the, goal, uh, the role of God uh, and, uh, and uh, God wants a weekend off and he meets uh, Jim Carrey, who's playing this, uh, this role and, uh, and lets him be God, Almighty Bruce. He's, he's God for the weekend. And one of the funniest scenes I find in that movie is, uh, is where Bruce is sitting in his office and every square inch of his body and all around the room are covered with these little sticky notes. And every little sticky note is a prayer coming in and it's going ding, 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 ding. And the prayers are just coming in and they're coming in thicker than he can deal with them. And the volume of prayer is enormous. And I always think of that as a really funny scene of, of, of struggling with the enormity of God and trying to think of it in human ways. That uh, how does God potentially listen to seven and a half billion prayers? Anyone got an answer to that? Well, that's God. And the scripture makes it very clear that He has more than enough room for you. He has all the time in the world for you to have an intimate and personal relationship with you. And it doesn't bother Him that you have seven and a half billion brothers and sisters doing the same. I can't get my head around that. I can't get my head around the, uh, the challenge of understanding the sovereignty of God and the responsibility of humankind and where the balance, how much of my prayer changes and moves the hand of God or, or, or does God change things because He's kind to me or, you know, if there's so many mysterious things about prayer. And so we do wonder, we do wonder. But some of the things the Scriptures makes really clear and I want to talk about those today. In that Psalm, I'm just picking out one of the Psalms. Uh, the Psalms are a great example of David's prayer life and some others that were like songs that were sung uh, in uh, the worship team of Israel. And um, 
but they're real prayers that are prayed in the midst of circumstances. And this is the prayer that was prayed by, the son, by David, the king, when he was in the desert of Judah, when he was in hiding, when he was worried for his life as he was being hunted down. He writes this Psalm, You, God, are my God, earnestly I seek You. I thirst for You, my whole, body, my whole being longs for You in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live and in your name, I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will be praised, will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night because you are my help. I sing in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. Those who want to kill me will be destroyed. They will go down to the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the sword and become food for jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by God will glory in him, while the mountains, mouths of liars will be silenced. I shared with you a, a couple of weeks ago about the importance of fostering a relationship with Jesus and dealing with the accusations of the enemy that seeks to undermine that relationship. And that's a hard thing to do and it's a hard thing to get our head around, but that is the beginning of your prayer life, to have a deep and abiding relationship with Jesus and knowing Him in a deep and a real way. In the church at Ephesus in Revelations chapter two, verses four, uh, the Lord encourages the church at Ephesus, but points out something that he's not happy with. And let me read it to you. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. And what it's saying there is that when the angel came to the church, it, he was saying that, I remember the days, the love we shared, the intimacy, the joy that you had to give me the first of your lives. Many of you would relate to that when you first come to faith and the delight and the joy that you found and the new experience of knowing Jesus. But then the relationship slides away and, and the Lord says to this church, get back to it. Remember the height from which you've fallen. Get back to having a relationship with me. The intimacy, the focus, the foremost thing in your mind is to have that relationship with me and everything will extend from there. Sometimes uh, I might feel a bit distant from one of my boys and uh, I love spending time with them. I love doing projects with them and even having a lunch with them or doing some things. But sometimes when I feel a little bit distant from them, I, I realize in my mind that there's only one way to solve that and that's for me to have time with them. Is that right? You and your relationships in your life, if you feel distant from someone, a loved one or a child or your partner, it's time to spend time together, isn't it? To renew, to dig deep, to enjoy one another again. And there's that old saying, if you feel a long way from God, guess who moved? You have, you have. And as the Lord said to Ephesus, He says to us, remember your first love and go back to that. 
I've been uh, able to talk to many men who are struggling in some sort of addiction, and I'm so thankful that I have a, a fellow on the coast to be able to send these men to, uh, a brother on the Lord named Rob Jones. And Rob, uh, he ran a ministry for many years that became uh, international called Men to Men. And um, Rob is particularly gifted in helping men through addiction and difficulty. But one of the things that he prescribes for people in that early journey is that he asks each person to uh, carve out half an hour of the beginning of their day, wake up half an hour earlier, find a tranquil spot, a spot that's delightful for you with a cup of coffee in hand and be silent before God. And in that silence, seek to remove every thought that is pervading that time, clearing your mind in the awareness of God's presence. And it's really interesting walking with these men. Some of these guys do that for six months before they really can settle their mind and find some time to tranquilly sit in God's presence. Now, I know mine is, my mind's very busy and I know yours is very busy. And I think that's something, a product of the world that we live in today, that we have the volume up so loud and so many erratic thoughts going on, we have lost the art of quietening our mind and sensing the presence of the Lord. You know, I celebrate uh, the birth of Anna's and Luke's little girl. We've journeyed with Anna and she's had a horrid pregnancy. How many love? And, uh, and we delight that that birth has finally happened. But I delight in the name Sila. There's so much meaning in that little girl's name. You see, in the Psalms, it makes tremendous statements about God. And then it says, Sila. And the word Sila means to praise and then to pause. To praise and then to pause. You see, we can praise God to a blue in the face but it's absorbing what we've just said. It's understanding and letting that filter down into our mind and becoming a reality in our hearts that the awesomeness about God is character or His status has been absorbed because we pause and we reflect on it. You get the idea? And it takes time to pause. And in our prayer life, we need to cultivate that relationship with Jesus, but we need to carve out time to build that intimacy and declare who God is and pause and live in the light of that. Because I wanna tell you now, there are many things in your life fighting to be your God, yeah? And that's a fight. We talked about accusation. We talked about the enemy at work, but it's also the worrying of your own mind, the busyness of your own mind going round and round, robbing you of intimacy with God. Today, I wanna just talk briefly about two different ways we can pray, both structurally in our prayer life, and we can also do uh, organic prayer is what I've called it this morning. Many of you who have been in the faith for a long time will realise uh, this point about the structured prayer and about um, organic prayer, about how this happens. But uh, forgive me if it sounds too simple, but I want to be simple today for, uh, for everyone that's here this morning. Just one comment before I dive into it. There must be a balance between honour and familiar 
intimacy and worship. One of the struggles that we have in our relationship with Jesus is, is that we can become so familiar with Him that we undermine His sovereignty. My mum used to have a saying she'd say to us, familiarity breeds contempt, Lloyd. She used to say it all the time to me. In other words, if I get too familiar with my mum, I'll take it for granted. We often say that we hurt the people that we love. Is that true? That's because we become so familiar with them. And my dad used to talk a lot about honour, about honouring him. It's okay to be familiar, but don't let the honour slip. Honour in the way we speak, the honour in the way we respect. And those aspects are very, very important when we come to our Lord, that we both honour Him, but we know familiarity with Him in the tenderness of His love as He draws close to us. So I think there's a way to do this by looking at the two different aspects of prayer. And I'm gonna move pretty quickly because we wanna enjoy our time of prayer again, ministers to you. But as I talk about structural prayer, there's an acrostic, uh, P-A-C-T-S, if you want to have packed prayer, this is a way of doing it in terms of structure. And you need time to do this. And when we quieten our minds and sit in a place that's beautiful for you, whether it be in the mountains or whether it be beside the ocean or whether it be in your backyard somewhere, carving out some time for God, this is a good little pattern to take as you bring yourself into the Lord's presence. The first one is that we need to come to God with praise. That's a good place to begin. And it's really interesting when you think about praise that we're kind of telling God how good He is. Uh, When I was a young boy growing up in a church, I I always thought, does God have an identity crisis? Is somehow God needy, you know? I've got to keep telling Him how good He is. I've got to keep telling Him how wonderful He is, like for crying out loud. He doesn't need me to boost His confidence. You know, I realised over the years that praising God is more about me aligning me and adjusting me. You see, as I speak the truth about God, that He is majestic, that He's the King of the universe, that He can do anything, that nothing's impossible for Him. It lifts me to new heights in my belief and my faith in Him. Do you find that too? As you contemplate, as we sing the songs in worship this morning, as we're praising God through our lips in song, the same thing happens. It reminds us of the truth of the God that we serve and takes our mind to that greater place of faith to believe in who He is. And so you'll notice in that Psalm that I read to you that there's passages that talk about a statement about God and about how wonderful God is. And then it goes on to the next thing, adoration. And it says, not only are these truths amazing about God, but I adore you, Lord. See, those truths are not truths out there. They're true for me. I enjoy those truths. I thank you, God, that you love me, that you've dealt with my sin, that you have given me uh, uh, provision opened a way and made an opportunity for me. So we start with praise and then we can go into adoration, talking about what does that mean? What does that truth mean to me personally? And then that leads into confession. That when I realise how big and amazing God is and how He has done so much for me, I'm almost humbled in my inadequacy. 
which leads to confession. To say, God, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, I let you down so often. I'm so inadequate in so many ways. Psalm 103 says, he knows we are dust. Don't you love that? I find great courage in that, great encouragement. That God knows that Lloyd Miller is dust. He is just a minute little speck in the scheme of things. And God knows my shortcomings. God knows my struggles and my difficulties. And He knows yours. And He has provided a way as we come and confess to Him our inadequacy. It sets our world aright. God is God. I love Him and I can confess anything before Him, my inadequacies. And then I go on to thanksgiving to say, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. I'm in incredible debt to you. I'm in incredible need, but you have paid the price. You have made that need uh, come through. You have met that need, and I can now thank you for that. And then S stands for supplication. What is that? That's our time to pray through the things that we're really asking God for. Our list of things or our prayer points that are on our hearts and our minds. Many things that we pray for, a need for healing, for provision, for direction, for wisdom, for circumstances, for relationship, for strength, for follow through in a situation of God's leading, our battling with sin, temptation, spiritual warfare. There are so many things that we can have on our list. But the list comes last because we need to set things right on our heart of who God is and my relationship with Him and pressing into Him and knowing Him. And so that's the more structured approach to prayer, which I really encourage that we start doing and, and finding time in our lives to make that happen. And secondly, as we wind up this morning, the second way is the organic way. What's the organic way? Well, it's kind of like practicing the presence of God, that great old book that was written by one of our Catholic priests of days gone by. It's just being aware as we go into our day that we can continue to talk to God. Now, I really struggle with this. I'm very task orientated in a lot of ways. And so once I am up in my shed and I'm starting to build something or work on something, I go into this mode where I miss to fix it and go one thing to the next thing and logically working through something. And, and, and kind of the last thing I think about is God until I have a problem. <laughs> and it's taken a lifetime for me to constantly push back and push back and push back in my mind and say, Lord, I want you front and center. I wanna enjoy you as I'm building this. I wanna talk to you about my life. I wanna talk to you about today and my sons and my wife and about how things are going for us, our finances or, our, or our, where we're living and things we're trying to sort and just having conversation with God and bringing Him into those moments is a really powerful thing. There are many times in our day that we need to stop and check and cry out to the Lord. We have many examples of this in the Psalms where David just stopped for a moment and just cried to heaven. And I love that. It is so natural and it's so real. And you know, when we cry out to God in the midst of an immediate need, so many of those other points are happening as well in the context of organic prayer. You see, when you cry out to God in the moment, in a need that comes up, you're praising God. You're declaring only you, God, can do this. I can't. 
You're declaring adoration, adoration as you say, Lord, I know You can do this and that You love me. And I'm turning to my Heavenly Father for help. It involves confession as I'm declaring, declaring that I'm inadequate. I have limitations. I can't do this. And thanksgiving is, Lord, I thank You for coming through. And whatever that means, whatever answer You bring, sometimes it's not the answer that we want, but God is at work in hearing our prayers and coming through. And how many times have you had those cries to help answered in a powerful way? Anybody this morning? Anyone ever had those cries? I've had so many of them. Cries for help, cries for help. And God loves to hear from you in those moments. So what we're gonna do now is we're gonna spend time I'm gonna invite the worship team to come back and we're gonna have some worship songs played and uh, Pastor Phil's gonna go and pray for the people at the online, your folk online. And if you're online, please don't be shy in coming forward. I would really love for you to even now be clicking on the host and telling us about your prayer needs. And Pastor Phil would love to be able to pray for you by name and speak into your circumstances. So he'll be doing that in just a moment. For the rest of us, that you can sit quietly where you are. At some point, we would love for you to come down and remember uh, what the Lord has done for you through the taking of communion this morning. And we would really ask for you not to hold back if you need prayer this morning. It may be the Lord will say to you, it's time to go and pray. Now, does God speak to us with an audible voice? I'm not saying that. You might just get that impression or thought that probably I need to do this today. That's often how God speaks. And so we'll have the elders down the back there and they'll be praying particularly for healing, uh, anointing you in oil and praying over the circumstance that you're in and trusting God for a miracle and to do wonderful and great things. And for those that would like um, prayer in other areas and circumstances of the light, we as the staff will be up the back and uh, a team will be praying for you there. We may have a word for you, we may not, uh, but we would certainly be loving to pray for you. Okay, so why don't we stand up and move to those areas if you'd like, or all just sit quietly where you are and reflect on what we've talked about. Maybe it's your time to press into the Lord this morning and know us greater sense of His presence. Can I lead you in prayer as we come into this time? Lord, we wanna say thank you for your presence today. It makes all the difference, Lord. The very fact that we're here today is that we're hungry to know more of you in our lives. And Lord, we would ask that you would teach us to pray. We struggle with prayer, Lord, it's, it's difficult and we don't have all the answers, but Lord, um, in there you would like us to pray. And so, Lord, we seek to do that today. You said in your word that we don't have because we haven't prayed, we haven't asked for it. Oh, Lord, help. May we never be those people, Father. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us all to step up and to ask for prayer this morning if we need it. And that, Lord, we would enter in a time of communion with you, Lord, as we remember why you died on the cross for us and paid for our sins and rose back to life again. And so, Lord, we commit this time into your good care. In Jesus' name.